All right, day 105. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Mm. Psalm 77. Yeah. Yeah. So remember we're in book three and context. Listen, context when you're reading the Bible yeah. is king, queen, and prime minister. <laughs> right. My professor used to say. Uh, it, so where we are is very important. So in book three, it's like, yo, there's questions about right. God's promises and about God and his relationship and his covenant with his people. And Psalm 77 is on the same track, right? Right. Singing the same melody. And he's like, yo, like, nah, this is a communal lament. And he's like, at the end of the day, like... I consider days of old years long past, right? Like I look back at the old Instagram pics and right. hear all the stories and it seemed like it was better to be with the most high back then, back in the day, right? It was all good in the hood. It doesn't seem that way no more. Like it seems as if the Lord has changed, right? He will say, yo, like, um, has your faithful love ceased? Yeah. Right? Like the psalmist is just honest about where he is with the Lord. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, these, again, like, the Lord hasn't changed, right? But it seems that way from the perspective of the psalmist. Right. And at the end of the day, he's like, God, you seem like a thermometer to the temperature of my circumstances, right? Mm. Like at the end of the day, he's basing how he views the Lord right. based off the change of his circumstances. Right. Yeah. And you'll see a change in the midst of the psalm, but that's just honestly where he is with the Lord. Yeah. yeah. He's crying, saying, God, I don't know if you're done with me yet. Uh, I don't know if you're done with me. Like it's saying... Um, God, I feel like you're not speaking to me. Not yeah. speaking usually is a clear sign that somebody uh, is done and he's making the phone call. Like, yo, God, just in case you're not done, you've really got to help us out. Um, and I love that his confidence grows yeah. by reflecting on God's past actions. And he just ends with, yo, Who's like you, God? Your character did something amazing. And now I realize that my little crisis mm -hmm. is no match for your track record, mm -hmm. right? And once again, he's encouraged to move forward uh, by disregarding the advice your middle school track coach gave you, <laughs> right? He tells you don't look behind you, yeah. but it's only as he looks behind him that he's mm. pushed to move forward. Yeah, I love that point because 11, verse 11, I will remember the Lord's works. Yes, yeah. I will remember your angel, right? I will reflect, right, I will right, meditate. Right. So he says all this stuff over and over. And one of the best things we could do as God's people, bro, is cultivate a strong memory. There we go. Right? Like, and I mean that like on two levels, right? Like literally remember the ways the Lord right. has cared for you and brought you through, but also like rehearse and recall and memorize the actual scriptures. Right. Right. Because God did these things for real people in real time and he can do the same for us. I love what uh, Jen Wilkin says. Yeah. She's so uh, insightful. She says, um, what we repeat in times of ease uh, we recall in times of hardship. Right. Right. Mm. And it's just this idea that at the end of the day, there's something about continually rehearsing right. the promises and acts of the Lord, even in our times of ease. So when hardship comes, right, it's already in our memory. Yep. Memory is a muscle. We need to use it. Ooh. Yeah. And Psalm 78 comes with goes the memory. right into it. Yep. Yo, three things that I pull from this one. Yep. The first one is this. Yo. It's our memory, not our history, that shapes us. Mm. Our memory, That's not good. our history, that shapes That's us. That's so good on so many levels. Because it's like, no, no, look, it's going to recount all of the things that God did. Right. And God said, no, no, listen, you're not obeying me, not because I haven't done it, but because you've forgotten. Mm. It's not my history with you that shaped you. It's your mm. 
memory. That's one. So we do need to cultivate our memory, reminding ourselves what God has done. And the psalm starts off with this instruction to make sure your kids and your kids' kids don't forget. Facts. Right? Two is this. Confidence in God is what fuels us keeping his command. So God's going to say, they ain't keep my commands mm. because they forgot and they weren't confident mm. in what I could do. Thirdly, uh, one of the things that we see in this psalm is there is so much consistency in the way that God acts and so much mm. consistency in the way humanity acts. So right. God continually provides for the needs, frees them from bondage, verses 17 and 32 it's going to say, but they continue to sin against him. Despite all this, they kept sinning and did not believe his wondrous works. Throughout this psalm, God is going to command creation, and creation obeys. Yeah. God is going to command people, and people disobey. Hmm. But God's compassion still goes strong. Hmm. And this is this little like mini uh, chronicling of the history of Israel trying to say, listen, God has been consistent through it all. And as we look behind us, we're we're reminded of that same fact. Yeah. Man, it's so good. Um, it's so much here. And yeah, time doesn't permit to go through everything. But one of the things I, pr- I appreciate it is, yeah, like I think you say it all the time, bro. Like, no, no, experience is not the best teacher. Right. So when that's like right. learning from others' experience is the best teacher because you get the same lesson without yep. paying the same price. Yeah. One of the things we have to remember is that scripture is not it does. It is for encouraging us. Right? right. Of course. Scripture is clear about that. Romans 15, 4. But scripture is also to warn us. Right. It's also about warning us right. so that we wouldn't make the same state mistakes right. that our ancestors made. Yeah. And I love that he warns God's people and we are to warn the next generation, like right. you said. But another thing too, bro, is like he ties remembrance, mm-hmm. obedience, and faith yeah. together mm. tightly. Right? Like mm. it's like, did they disobey? Yeah. Why? Because they stopped believing. Right, right, Why right. Why they stop believing? Well, because they forgot, right? right? Like it's all tied together. And so many of us, like we just fall off one side of the horse. Yeah. Ah, just faith. Nah, it's just about faith. I'm good. I'm good. I'm right. Good. <laughs> you know, or I'm going obey, 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 obey. Or remember, remember, right? And it's like all of these things tie into, tie into uh, our faith in the Lord. And so, uh, man, it's so good because he moves and he ends with this shepherding thing. So good. Yeah. He ends with this shepherding theme. Mm. Uh, how yeah he he moves through the history all the way up to David, right yeah. to the, to the occupation of the land and up to David how he shepherded God's people yeah. and God shepherded his people through David, and that that theme will kind of play uh, throughout all these psalms. But uh, yeah, you see that Lord was still kind through all throughout all of it all, even in the midst of his rebellious mm. people. Amen. Yeah, Psalm seventy nine. <sighs> yeah, desecration of the temple, right? Destroying of the temple. God's people are calling out. Um, but it's a slightly different tone, right? Psalm 74 was something similar, right? Yeah. But now it's a slightly different. They're like, yo, don't hold past iniquities right. <laughs> against us, right? Let your compassion come to us quickly, for we have become very weak. And yeah, the Bible tells us that part of the reason that the Israelites uh, in Judah was exiled to Babylon was because of their sin, right? Because the Lord used Babylon as an instrument of judgment. Right. Right. And he is asking here, like, Lord, forgive us, have compassion on us. Mm. And when we've sinned against the only a holy God, like we don't need more muscle. We need mercy. Right. Right. Mm. And he calls mm. out to God for mercy here. Yep. And in the same breath, he calls out for justice yeah. and 
Yeah, vengeance. Mm. God, be merciful to us. Look, your people, not those that are perfect, but those mm. that are repentant. That's good. Right? But God, don't withhold your mercy on those that have no regard for you at all. Mm. That, yeah, don't come back to you in the same way that we do. And at the end, he's like, God, pay him back and your people will thank you at at uh, at the end. And it's this place where he's not asking God to deny uh, justice. It's this weird praying for God to spare them and for God to do away with the injustices that are being done uh, to them. And it's not a hypocritical prayer. It's a human prayer, right? Where God, we need your mercy, but we are also thankful for your justice and your wrath when it's aimed at the right place. We just don't want to be the place that it's aimed at. And this too is like, yo, so that. Right. So that you can get glory. So for, right. for your name. So that we can proclaim your praises to the next generation. Psalm 80. Yep. You know, really dope. Uh, if you pay careful attention, like I said, to all these four Psalms, you see this shepherding uh, theme here. And the psalmist, Psalm 80 is just calling for restoration, for yeah. God to restore them. Uh, for God to make his face shine upon them, number six. Right. He's sampling that joint. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, Psalm 80 is actually, I think John said it yesterday, he's like, yo, we're halfway through the psalm. Psalm 80 is actually the midpoint of the psalms in terms of verses and in terms of actual words in the original. And what's interesting here is that they're calling for this restoration from God. Mm. And he talks about, you know, restore us, make your face shine on us. And he talks about the Lord doing it. Verse 17, let your hand be with the man at your right hand. With the son of man, you have made strong mm. for yourself. And uh, what's interesting is that, you know, so much here, but uh, throughout Jewish history, many people thought that, oh, there's going to be this Messiah from David, yeah. right? Based on Psalm or, or 2 Samuel 7. And based on Psalms like this one, it was like, well, one will come from his right hand. That's a play on Benjamin. Right. There will be a Messiah from Benjamin. Yeah. But what the Lord shows in, in the personal work of Jesus is not that the Messiah would come from Benjamin, but yeah. that he would come from David. And he will be raised to mm. the Father's yeah. right hand, mm. saving his people, providing this restoration that God's people were looking for even after the exile, yeah. after they came back into the land. Yeah. Jesus provides the restoration that God's people always look for. As though I I love how these Psalms build on each other, yeah. right? So it's like, oh, we got to remember the faithfulness of God. It's actually being able to look behind us that shapes how we continue to move forward. It's our memory, not primarily our history, mm. right? We can call out to, to God to help us and to preserve, to be the one that forgives us, right? We can call out to God in both, for both, Mm. Or in repentance for revenge in the same breath. Mm. And then in the future, we can look to God and pray that he would restore us, right? He's not just a God that forgives. He's a God that restores. And so we're going to do all of that here at the end. Father, we thank you uh, for the fact that you have been good to us in the past. Help us not to forget it. Help us to cultivate. um, uh, Help us to cultivate communities, Lord, that remember the good things that you've done. Uh, We ask that we would not be ashamed of um, the things that we've done so much that it drives us from you, but I pray that our shame would drive us towards you, that we would pray for repentance and we would be reminded that you are not just a God that forgives, but a God that restores. Restore us. It's in Jesus' name we pray.